Hey everyone, this is Joseph Bosco, pastor of Highway Church. Thanks for joining us on our podcast. You know, all of us need the right kind of voices in our lives. Voices that inspire us to know the one who made us. Voices that awaken our divine destiny and reveal to us the goodness of God. Well, that's what this ministry is all about. So enjoy the message. refuse to allow the enemy any territory in our lives. The title of this message we're beginning today, it could very well end up being a series, is called Whole, W-H-O-L-E, and FOMO Free. Whole and FOMO Free. FOMO, what's FOMO? FOMO, FOMO Free. Well, let's start with the first word, whole, (laughs) W-H-O-L-E. It means complete. It means there's nothing missing, nothing broken in you. Christ has provided wholeness for you today. It is the Father's will, the Sovereign Lord's will for you to be whole today. And that's the chief reason he sent his son, that you would be whole and reunited with him. Wholeness belongs to you, untroubled, undisturbed well-being, okay? Whole and FOMO-free. Okay. (laughs) What is FOMO? Well, it's an an acronym, right? Yes. F-O-M-O. What does it mean? Fear of missing missing out. out. Yeah, fear (laughs) of missing out. We all can relate to FOMO, right? (laughs) We've all entertained it at one time or another in our lives. It's a fear of missing out. (laughs) We want to expose the strategies of the enemy in your life. We want you to know God is for you. And one of the ways we're going to do that uh, through the Word of God and the Spirit of God is we're going to address fear right now, okay? Fear of missing out, fear of any kind. Uh, is a thief to you, okay? Fear is a thief, and listen to me, fear is a slave master. Fear, if you will give in to fear, fear of any kind, if you will give in to it, if you will listen to it, it will lead you into bondage in your life. And oftentimes, fear goes unnoticed by believers. It's camouflaged in other things. It's rationalized and justified. But if you believe that God loves you, there is no justification for fear in your life because His perfect love will remove all fear from you. So we want to help you be free from FOMO, fear of missing out, you know, and that's what, that's, that's really, um, if you look at fear, that's really what it is. It's a fear that I'm somehow going to miss something. <laughs> somehow I've missed it. There was a big sale this week at um, a local store around yeah. here. It was 60% off, oh. 75% off, and I mean, the place was 
packed. Nobody uh, yeah, wanted to miss yeah. that sale. <laughs> I know. I remember when you first heard about it. I saw FOMO kind of approaching you. <laughs> You're like, 60% it. off. I have to go. I've got to get there. Is it for one day only? Ah! Right? I saw that. You, 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 you stood strong in the midst of that, girl. Way to That's go. That's right. Yeah. But what are you afraid of missing out on? Are you afraid that your time has passed? Right? Too much, too much time has gone past. Your opportunities are gone. Are you afraid that, that, that you've been sick for too long? Are you afraid that, that it's just been too difficult, it's been too long, that I've exhausted all of my opportunities, that hope really has passed me by? What is your fear? You don't have to answer out loud. You don't have to put it in the comments. You're welcome to. But you, you, you know. You know. What fears are you tempted to entertain? And I say tempted because that's what fear is. It's a temptation yeah, to believe something different than what God has given you. That's what fear is. It's a temptation to believe something contrary to what the Father has provided for you through the finished work of His Son. And you know, fear has a bunch of kids. Mm-hmm. Do you know that? A little nursery full of fear's offspring. Mm-hmm. Have you met any of fear's babies, fear. offspring? <laughs> yeah, fear babies, <laughs> right? What are some fear babies? Anxiety, that's a big one, absolutely. Anxiety, worry, I don't know how this is going to work. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to lose my job. I don't have a job. (laughs) Could be anything. What's worry? Expectation for bad. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Expecting that it's not going to work out for you. That's good. Isn't that what fear is? Fear is faith in something negative. Fear is is a temptation to believe that something negative is going to happen in my life. Could be for a variety of reasons. Could be because of something I did, something someone else did, something I didn't do, something someone else didn't do. How about how about just irritableness and agit being agitated? Crabby. Crabby. Ooh. <laughs> that's a good one. Come on, crabby pants. <laughs> yeah. Depression. Yeah. Has a lot to do with fear. A lot to do with fear. Shame. So listen, I would ha- I would say I don't think I've ever met a Christian that doesn't realize they've somehow missed it. Right, that's... You know, for the, for the most... I'd say that's pretty common. All of us realize we've made mistakes, right? right? Some of us are more willing to a- admit, admit that, that, right? I've certainly, you know, pride and but self-righteousness gets knows. in there. But I think, I think we can all agree on that, right? That no matter who you are, no matter how many times you've read through the Bible, no matter how long you pray, we've all missed it. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. We've all made mistakes. Some of us are better at that than others. Hello. Right? But what many believers don't know, hear me, what many believers don't know is that the justification for our missing it has come. Wow. That's good news. That's good news. I mean, if you've blown it a thousand times a day for the last 
53 years. God has provided justification, righteousness, and provision for your success today through his son. You see, fear and condemnation go together, don't they? Right? Condemnation gives access to fear in our lives. And the devil uses both of them, right? He will condemn you. He knows you've missed it. We know we missed it. But what we need to know is God has made us clean through the blood of his son. He's justified us. And I think you were the first person I ever heard say that years ago. Justified, never sinned. Listen, as much as the Bible has been read, as many churches as there are around the world, still today, 2022, November 13th, the righteousness that God has given us in Christ is largely unknown in the body of Christ. And many uh, traditions, many doctrines have been formed out of the ignorance of our righteousness in God, in Christ Jesus. And we have the privilege, and this is one of the strengths of this ministry, is proclaiming to you that you have been made righteous. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. You are God's very own son and daughter. You are God's very own child. He loves you just as much as he does Jesus. If you put your faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are just as righteous as Jesus is righteous. And this is the gospel, although it's not been preached near enough. And I, I just talked with a friend this past week. You know, it's, it's amazing. Just, one, you know, believers who are committed and sincere, but they'll, they'll, they've got this mentality, well, yes, I'm forgiven, but I'm a sinner saved by grace. And that sounds humble, but it's ignorant. Before we came to Christ, we were sinners. We weren't sinners because we missed it. That's good. We were sinners because our nature was fallen. We were born under the curse of sin. That's why we made mistakes. We had the sinful nature. So we acted out the sinful act. We were just acting on our nature. Okay. When you put your faith in Jesus Christ, your nature is changed. Glory to God. You're no longer a sinner. You're born again. Why would Jesus teach that? Why would Romans teach what it teaches in Corinthians and Galatians and Ephesians? Man, you've got to read the New Testament. Born from above. We're born from above. Mm -hmm. If we're born again and we're still sinners, then Christ missed it. Christ didn't accomplish what the Father had in mind. And how how many know that he did? Right? We're not born again from being a sinner to, to still being a sinner. Where did that come from? Where did that kind of thinking come from? Darkness, ignorance of what God did for us. No, we were sinners, 
God loved us and gave his son for us. He opened our eyes. We put our faith in Jesus Christ, and we were taken out of that garbage. Our spirit was made new. We were born from above the word of God and the spirit of God, and we were made righteous. Now our nature has changed. We've been given the very nature of God. Old things things have passed away. away. Behold, all things have been made new. So you'll never hear me say, I'm a sinner saved by grace. That would be an affront to what God did for me. That would be an, uh, you'll hear me say this, I was a sinner. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, no doubt about that. Mm -hmm. I was messed up. But I was saved by grace. Mm -hmm. And now I'm God's son. I'm God's very own. I'm a co-heir with Jesus Christ. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. There's no condemnation for me anymore. There's no shame for me anymore. Sin has lost its power in my life. I'm dead to sin and I'm alive to my father. And I'm filled with his spirit. And I'm walking with him every day of my life. I'm more than a conqueror. That's what you hear me say. That's what the Father wants His children to say. The Father wants His children to recognize what He did for us through His Son, not put on some religious tradition and false humility, but to to embrace what He's done for us and to stand up and declare that we are who He's made us to be, that we are who He says we are. Let's get in the Word. Can we get in the Word? Absolutely. We're already in it. We're there. We're there, huh? (laughs) Let's go to Romans chapter 3. That's good. Romans chapter 3. So you, when you get knowledge of who you are, it's like we talked about last week, a security system inside of you. And when a thought of condemnation or fear tries to tempt you and enter your house, an alarm will go off. You say, uh-uh, uh-uh, that's not true. I am not that. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. Romans chapter 3. Now, verse 23, we're going to start in verse 20. But before we read verses 20 through 24, verse 23, I've heard said since, you know, I came to know Christ. But what I didn't hear it say was the verses before it and the verses after it. And that can be a problem. Okay, so I've heard verse 23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And, and people will stop there. And it's used oftentimes to whack people over the head with the Bible. All have sinned and fall short of the glory. Keep that in context. What is the context of that statement? Well, you really got to read the whole book of Romans, but we'll just go back to verse 20. Let's get the context of verse 23. Are you ready? Come on. This is what we preach. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified. Wow. Keep reading. Stay with me. In his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. Verse 21. That's good. But now, when's now? This moment, right? Because of what Christ did for us. Now the righteousness of God without the law, apart from the law, has nothing to do with the law. The law revealed to us our need for Christ. You cannot keep it. You can't keep it. I hope you're not fooling yourself and think you can, that your thousand prayers has earned you a status with God. It hasn't. <laughs> the only righteousness that you could ever attain is a gift 
That's so good. And it's, it's appropriated through faith in Christ. But now the righteousness of God without the law, apart from the law, this is not blasphemy, this is the gospel. We're reading Romans, and I've heard it said, I love it. Romans is the Magna Carta of the New Testament. I, I agree with it. I love it. But now the righteousness of God apart from the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, right? They know. The law knows what happened. The law knows what Christ did for us. The prophets prophesied of it. This is what we've all been waiting for, and it's happened. Oh, it's happened. It's come. Christ has come. He did it. The righteousness of God is now a gift to anyone who believes. Hallelujah. Woo, it's yours. But I didn't earn it. I know, neither did I. I don't deserve it. I know, neither do I. It's not based on anything we've done. It's apart from the Ten Commandments. Did he just say that? Yeah. That's what, when, the, when the Scripture's talking about the law, that's the primary part they're talking about, right? The Big Ten. Now, of course, there's the Levitical law and all the other things. But if you want to just summarize it and keep it simple, the Big Ten. Right? None of us have kept the Big Ten. None of us. Right? <laughs> now, verse 22. Even the righteousness of Jennifer. No, not my righteousness. Even no. the righteousness of God. <laughs> wow. What righteousness are we talking about? Not of a denomination. Not of a group of people. The very righteousness of God has been accomplished and given to mankind through faith in Christ. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus. What translation I just read this week? I didn't put it in here. It's by the faith of Jesus Christ, it says. Jesus accomplished this for us. Amen. Unto 37 people. No. No. Unto those living in Rhode Island. No. Well, that's part of it. But you got to include Massachusetts too. You better throw in Delaware in there and Maine. And don't forget about Georgia and Montana, right? All. Unto all. And upon all them that, that confess and, and go to church and read their Bible and do their prayer, prayers. No, all that believe. Believe what? That God did it for me through his son. We are free people. So good. We're free. So, so good. We're free. That God did it for us upon all, unto all, upon all them that believe, for there's no difference. Otherwise, it doesn't matter if you're, you're a Gentile. doesn't matter if you're a Jew. doesn't matter if you're from Russia. doesn't matter if you're from Bermuda. doesn't matter if you live in Hawaii. doesn't matter if you live in the northwestern tip of Canada. God has given his son to you so that through faith in him, you are given this gift of righteousness. This has everything to do with being whole, W-H-O-L-E, and FOMO-free. When you know that you're righteous, when you know that you're righteous, and you, then, then wholeness will begin to grow inside of you. That's right. So wait a minute, sickness doesn't have anything to do with me anymore. That's, that's a huge part of, in the Scriptures, sickness and sin go together. Why? Because sickness came through the curse of sin. 
So if you're dealing with sickness, I'm not saying that you're dealing with it because you're committing a sin in your life. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that before any of us were born, when Adam sinned, the curse of sin came through him to all mankind and into the earth, and with that curse came uh, tornadoes and hurricanes and storms and perverted things and murder and, and wars and sickness and disease. None of those, all of those things are an enemy to God. Everything that came through the curse of sin is contrary to righteousness. When God gave you his righteousness, he gave you wholeness, and by and large, the church has not made the connection. They're still learning, like, wait a minute, am I really righteous? I can't be. I've made too many. No, you're righteous, and righteous means whole. That's so good. He forgave, uh, the psalmist said, right, and this was before the resurrection, he forgives all my sins, heals all my diseases. You'll see that connection. Jesus spoke to the man on the mat that his, his friends let down. He said, son, your sins are forgiven. Now, what did he say that for? He was paralyzed. He was paralyzed. He couldn't walk. What, what Jesus said, are you missing it here? What do you? Th- he, Jesus understands the connection between righteousness and wholeness. You've got to know that you're not you're not second class. You're not third class. You're not a sinner hoping to get something from God and somehow get to heaven. You've been made the very child of the living God. That you are His righteousness. You become His son. You become His daughter. And there is no difference in your standing before God and Christ's standing. You're seated at the right hand of the Father <laughs> with Jesus. So and it's a gift, friends. It's a gift. We're boasting in what he's done for us, right? I, I think you, that's so clear, and that's such a great point. I think everybody's always looking for payment, like who, pay, who paid for that? Yeah, well, that's, who paid that's for good. That? And God would be unjust yeah. if he just turned his head and didn't look at yeah. our sin. You know, it's that's not right. good as a parent if your kid is acting out, for you just to, like, turn your head and ignore it. That's, right. that's not what God did. Um, when he saw that's the so sin true. of mankind, yep. he didn't just go, uh, well, I don't see that. No, not at all. No, he saw it <laughs> and made payment for our debt yes. with the blood of Jesus, his yes. son. So, you know, and I think that's where we get lost sometimes. We're looking... <laughs> maybe consciously or unconsciously, yeah. we're looking for, well, who paid for that? Right. And right. that's why I can't have it because I'm not sure if it was paid for. Right. Do you understand? So I'm not sure I can be healed if if I'm still making the payment on that healing. Right, sure. I don't know sure. if I can get wisdom if I still am making payments on, on that wisdom in order to get it. That's no, right. No, see, God didn't just turn his head and ignore what we needed. That's exactly He right. didn't say, oh, those pitiful creatures, I'll just leave them. I'll just let it there. slide. I'll yeah. just let it go. I'll turn my head. That He would be unjust and That's unloving right. if he did that. Uh, a good parent sees the wrong a child does yes. and then is courageous and bold to come in and make the correction. Yes. God came in our situation, our sin come situation, on. and made the correction oh, for us. So 
We it, it said That's this so is good. the way. This is through the blood of Jesus, through Come faith on. in the sacrifice of Jesus, that the payment has been made, the correction has been made, and now we walk forward in that correction. You know, we walk forward. We don't we don't stay in yes. our sin. We don't we don't stay doing. Hopefully, you know, if you train your children young, I said that if you train your children young, young yes. and not turn your head because you think it's cute, their little tantrum. It's not cute because that tantrum will grow up and turn into something uh, very hard to turn around because you didn't deal with it when it was young. You just turned your head and thought it was cute. But if you step in and take a, co- a moment to correct that child young, he can walk forward from that place. He or yeah. she can walk forward from that yep. place knowing that that's not the way to, to go. That's not the way to be. Mm-hmm. God stepped in our need. Mm-hmm. He stepped in our sin need. We had a need. We had a big <laughs> mm-hmm. sin It was our nature. Problem. Our nature our needed nature. to be changed. It was our nature. We needed a new operating system. Come on, this is cor- A whole new operating system. I keep making a parallel, but yep. that, that's what you're doing with a child. You're, you're not just correcting a behavior. You have to address what is inside of that child, yep. you know, that, that, that makes them want to do whatever, yep. you know. But God came in our situation in our sin nature and made the correction, set it right that we might walk forward in this. So the payment has been made and it's not been made by us. He not only weighed and saw what was required, he then also provided the payment in Jesus. And I want to make sure you understand, he didn't just provide the payment. He empowered us. Yeah. To walk with That's him. That's what that it, righteousness comes yes. by that payment, right? Mm-hmm. The a new nature has been implanted That's in you. That's so good. You have a whole new operating system. What Jennifer's saying is so true with children when they're young. It's so true to train them and to build them up in the reality of God's love for them. That's so good. And it's it's sometimes it's challenging making natural parallel because God didn't just make payment for us. No, He He transformed us. Mm-hmm. He gave us a new nature. That's so good. We can't do that to our children. No. We can't implant in them a new operating system. Right. Or we can't train them. We can train and, them. And lead them and, and nurture them into the fullness of God's plan for their lives. But so, you know, and this is sometimes where the, the challenge comes. It was, well, I, the Christians say, well, I was forgiven, but now I've got to do everything right. No, you don't. <laughs> Our focus in a Christian life is not on doing everything right, and if, if yours is, it needs to change today. Our focus in the Christian life is passionately pursuing and knowing, having an intimate relationship with the one who made me. That is why we live. Okay. It's to know him. It's to, to walk with him. It's to do the things that he's called us to do. It's to see his will, abundant life, manifest in our lives and in the lives of those around us. It's to see the kingdom of God expand. That's good. So you're saying it's not in doing better. It's in understanding that in him. So we've we been, are. We've been made the righteousness of God in Christ. Right. It's, it's spending time and giving focus to that in him piece. It's being. What does it mean yes. to be in yes. him? What does it mean to be in yes. Christ? And then from that, yes. all of our doing flows out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And this is, I'm going to keep reading verse 22. So we just, and again, read that whole 
verse 20 through 24. Romans 3, 20. 20 through 24, yeah. Okay. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all, them that believe, for there is no difference. Now here's where verse 23 comes in. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of yeah. God. Verse 24, keep reading, being justified. So all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, being justified. People need to hear verse 24 and 20 and 21 and 22. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ it, Jesus. So there it says it right there. Yeah. That this justification, this righteousness comes to us through the redemption or as yes. we were saying earlier, through yes. that payment of blood on the cross comes yes. through that act that Jesus did for us, through that which he did for us, yes. then comes our yes. justification, exactly. our yes. righteousness of God in Christ. Amen. And listen, there was a time in my Christian life, you know, I, I, I realized, I believed God forgave me, but I was kind of given the impression, okay, like now you've been forgiven, Straighten up. you better not make a mistake. Because you're forgiven. That's terrible. That's the law again. No one can live up to that. Mm -hmm. Christ didn't set us free from that to bring us back into something to worse. Let, let me read. I'm going to get right to that Come scripture. On. All right. But let me read the verses 23 and 24 out of the Passion Translation. Then I'll read you Romans 5, 8, and 9. Okay. So Romans 3, 23 and 24 from the Passage Translation says, For we all, we all have sinned. And are in need of yes. the glory of God. Everybody. Mm -hmm. See, we're tr we want to bring you into being. Realizing that this is who you are. You're not trying to obtain it. You're not trying to do better. You're not uh, still under the law. You've been made a new creation. The, the requirements of the law were met by Jesus Christ. You're in a whole new covenant that's based on what he did for you and that is accessed and enjoyed through simple faith. Mm -hmm. For we have all our sin and are in need of the glory of God, yet through his powerful declaration of acquittal. Amen. Most believers don't know the Father's powerful declaration of acquittal. Thank you, Lord. Can you imagine if someone was acquitted of a crime, they walked out of the courtroom, a week later the judge changed his mind? That would be a travesty, right? He was proven innocent, and then someone came along and said, well, I don't, I don't know, you, like the enemy does to us, right? The judge says, I God won't change his mind about you. <laughs> he's already made up his mind, and he's not a man that he should lie. He's not fickle. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He made up his mind that through his son you're justified. And he's already slammed the gavel on the bench. It's done, and there's no overturning it. There's no appealing it. You're righteous. Although Satan tries to appeal that, but he can't. He can't. Right? Yet through the powerful declaration of acquittal, God's powerful declaration. God freely gives away his righteousness. He freely gives away his righteousness. That's his nature. His gift of love and favor now cascades over us. All because Jesus, the anointed one, has liberated us from the guilt, from the punishment, and the power, the nature of sin. Hallelujah. One more scripture. One more scripture. 
So listen, you've got to live this. You've got to come into this reality, and you can't let well-meaning people pull you back into an old covenant way of living. It will not work. It didn't work before, and it's not going to work now. The law could not justify anybody. It wasn't given for that reason. Okay? There was the arrogance of man that kind of forced God's hand where he had to give the law to, so that our eyes would be open to, the, to realize how much we need a Savior because we could become self-reliant, right? And think we don't, but we do. Now look at Romans chapter 8. So there I am, you know, a, a young believer, and we can all fall into this. And I'm thinking, man, and life became harder for me as a Christian. Yes. I was carrying more weight than I did before I was saved. Man, that stinks. Yes. I mean, you know, when I was a sinner, I just didn't care. I knew I, I had, you know, I, I felt shame. And, sure. But at the same time, I was like, who can, well, I can't do anything about it. What am I going to do? Let me just get, I'm just going to do whatever I want to do, do the best I can. I, I'm already you messed up. Might as well just keep messing up. You know, you don't know it. You don't know there's an answer. Mm-hmm. So then I came into Christ, and I got to this point where I was more bound or more, more carrying a heavier weight than I was before I came to Christ. Mm-hmm. Let me show you the verse that set me free. Romans chapter 5, verse 8 says, But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, not when we became righteous or joined a church or said our prayers or read the Bible or had a bake sale, right? (laughs) That while we were sinners, while we stunk, were filthy, were lost, were, were a stench, to righteousness, we're contrary to God. Christ died for us. At our worst, he died for us. At our worst, when you are as stinky as stinky can be, Christ died for you. Mm. Now let's keep reading. Since therefore, we have now been justified by his blood, much more, much more shall we be saved by him, uh, by Jesus, yes. from the wrath of God. Yes. So I'm saved now. Yes, you are. I don't have to walk on eggshells anymore. <laughs> I'm free to do whatever I want to do. Ha! You're free to do whatever you want to do. You can't say that. People are going to go out and sin. No, they're not. Listen, you've got a new nature. You're free. I, I, don't, I don't spend time thinking about sin. I'm too caught up in his love for me. I'm too caught up in his plan and purpose for my life. Who has time to sin? (laughs) I mean, listen, we just watched it, you know, there for, I don't know. I'm not going to say the name of the show. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. (laughs) But I mean, for months now, if not longer, I don't know how long the show's been on. People have been saying to us, man, you guys got to see this show. You got to see this show. So we said, you know, Jennifer and I were home. Uh, We went on a date Friday night and came home. And we said, you know what? Let's watch that show. I turned this show on. We didn't make it through. She fell asleep. I, I, I got a, It's about an hour and a half. I got like 40 minutes into it. I said, nah. You know what? Filthy language, F word going everywhere. Yeah. Sexual immorality, as far as I'm concerned, it's X-rated. Right. Gross sexual scenes. I was like, why in the world would I want to watch this show? <laughs> I'm, t- I'm too caught up in him, man. So good. I was like, ooh, let me see the show. <laughs> I don't want it. I'm not interested in pornography. I'm not interested in getting smashed. 
I'm intoxicated with the spirit of God. Are you kidding me? Whiskey? Hey, I dig Chris Stapleton. The Tennessee whiskey doesn't <laughs> do it for song. me. Great, great song. song. I love his the voice. Great artist. Great. I love the song. It moves me. <laughs> but listen, whiskey can't do it for me. Right, right, Man, right. once you've tasted the wine of heaven, forget about it. Really? Be intoxicated with God's love for you. Be intoxicated with the spirit of God. And, and the, the entertainment of this world is like, yeah, that's, that's, you know. I go to yeah. just get some extra sleep. That's yeah, absolutely. <laughs> really? God is so good. You're free to do whatever you want to do. You're free. Have a great time. <laughs> have fun. <laughs> just have a blast in life. Woo, what a message this is, huh? Have you ever heard a message like this at church? Well, you're hearing it in this church. Have fun in life. Celebrate. Dance, man. Jump up and down. Shout. Make a really good dinner. Go to a nice restaurant and celebrate. God has saved you. You're free from every bondage, every fear, every, uh, everything that came through the curse of sin. You are free from it all. And see, when you realize you're free and you're righteous, there's just things you don't want to do anymore. There are things you just, you, 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 I've lost the taste for it. Sure, sure, sure. It just doesn't appeal to me anymore. Why? Because I've tasted him. Taste and see how good he is. Taste the Lord. Taste and see. And boy, that's my prayer for you, Highway, mm -hmm. that everyone in this church family, everyone in this Highway network would taste the goodness of God. And that's what our calling is, is to get people to taste him. Because once you taste him, there's no other restaurant, there's no other offering that will satisfy you because he is good and his mercy endures forever. Hallelujah. Man, oh man, we've Amen. got so much more left, so this is going to be a series. So all good. right. <laughs> Couldn't get out, get it all in part one, but that's good. That was a good My job. goodness, that's good a good start, start right? Woo! Whole and FOMO free. Father, I pray for, for this Highway family, anyone, all who are listening to this broadcast, all who hear this message, I pray, Father, that by your Spirit, they would realize that you have given your Son for them, that you have acquitted them, you have declared in the heavens that your Son, Jesus, took the punishment for every sin they have committed or could ever commit, and you declared them righteous. Amen. That they would know now that they are. They're not trying to obtain. They're not trying to be do-gooders. That they've been made a new creation in Christ. They are the righteousness of God in Christ. Lord, that they would taste you, that they would drink of your spirit, they would eat of your word, that they would live with the new wine of this new covenant flowing through their veins, and that heaven would be their reality, mm -hmm. the kingdom of God would be their frame of reference, that your word would be the reality of the way they live. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. 
thank you, Lord. Thank you. Instill in your people this knowing, this knowing this is who we are now. We're not trying to keep up with the Joneses. We are righteous. We are strong. We are healed. We are whole. We are blessed. The blessing of Abraham is upon us now. The favor of God is fully upon us just as it is upon his son, Jesus Christ. We are highly favored just as Jesus is highly favored. You have put your favor permanently upon us. We are permanently righteous. We are permanently healed. We are your very own. Hallelujah. Thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. God is so good. We want to invite you to continue to grow in the knowledge of His goodness, who He is, what He's done for you, and who you are in Him. Check out our websites at josephbosco.us and highwaychurch.us and begin living the abundant life He came to give you.